Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is a crazy world that has changed in the last two weeks since the last episode. And um, I guess I should fill you in on how it went down in my little Hollywood world. Um, I am working on the show at Fox the Lot. Um, American Crime Story Impeachment of Bill Clinton and let me just tell you on a Monday it took me 27 minutes to get to work and on a Friday it took me 12 and anyone who lives in LA should understand that's huge (laughs) the the commute is huge and so to take it down by half in a week is either schools are out or uh, there's a pandemic. So uh, here's kind of how it happened in our little world. Uh, there was some talk of the virus early in the week. And then Wednesday, the 11th, uh, Tom Hanks uh, came out and said that he had coronavirus. And uh, a conversation between me and my lead man, Patrick Alvin, And I started as to, well, hmm, this, uh, this might be something because actors are not going to want to fly. This probably could affect our start date. And listen, my department was in full throttle of prep for this first episode, which was supposed to start shooting on Tuesday, March 23rd, this past Tuesday. And uh, we're in crazy prep. I mean, we're buying furniture. We're having shit reupholstered. Um, the timing of fabric to be available and tagging furniture and the, you know, me going through like the invoices of how I'm going to work out this massive show and the season rentals and working with the prop houses every day of how this is going to go down and then... I gotta say, Thursday, the 12th, was, uh, you know, plugging away, and we start to hear of shows shutting down, and one that relates to our show very much was the film that's filming for Netflix, The Prom, which Ryan Murphy is directing, and they shut down with two days left to shoot, and... That's kind of, that's kind of hard because I alone have dealt with windstorms and earthquakes and rainstorms and um, flus hitting crews and just holidays and just everything you can think of. And the only thing ever 
that has delayed a day of shooting was once I was on Bones and David Boyanis had the flu and there weren't any more scenes in the episode to shoot that didn't involve him and we took one day as an insurance day and that's that's as much as I basically have ever you know pushed as far as an emergency there was times on veep where we did push because of rewriting and things like that but never to the extent of anything of an sort of like of an emergency anyway by friday i mean uh, uh, this is only four days that this has you know been going down i had heard that the paramount lot had shut down completely and i have no idea if that's true but i heard it and um Everything was just happening happening really quickly. Our producers gave us a meeting around noon saying that our shoot date had been pushed by four weeks and that we should only work with a basic crew of what needs to go down. Nothing, nothing to prep for two weeks. Act as if it's four. And so you, you take your crew down. Uh, so that was noon. By the end of the day, we were told to take everything home that we would need to work from home for the next week. Uh, Monday, the 16th, it was basically, we don't know what's happening, but uh, continue as in the next day as working home. And uh, that past week was just sort of a, we don't know, we don't know. And every day in this country, it seemed to sort of get worse, as you know. And, um... The thing was that in my little world, the prop houses were closing. Little by little, every day, we would get an email that, oh, we're changing our hours. We're cutting down from, like, say, 8 to 5, 9 to 5, 9 to 4, 12 to 3. We're shutting down. So there basically wasn't anything for me to, or my crew, to go out and shop because everything was closing down and once that state mandate in California came down as to stay at home it's responsible of them to shut it down and I get it because let's face it all the shows have shut down so why are you staying open just shut down this this is the reality of it so by Friday I got word from our producers that uh, the show is down and you know, they're going to compensate us uh, for three weeks, which I have to be super thankful because I have heard that not other shows were that generous. So I am thankful to FX, Disney, whoever you are, uh, to me and my crew for giving us that. So that's how professionally this has gone down for me in the past two weeks. It's been super quick. It's nothing that I have ever seen. Um, And I believe um, everyone staying at home is a good thing for us. It's uh, making people see our work. And maybe you wouldn't have watched that one series that now you have time to watch. And streaming. And and if you really take notice, Netflix stock has not gone down 
Um, there's something to be said about a million new subscribers to Disney Plus in the last week. So I'm confident that our industry will bounce back and I am lucky for that. Anywho, this episode, <laughs> I have again, uh, Ethan Goodwin who is uh, uh, the buyer. And I hope you listened to the last episode. We got into a lot of what made him get into this position and how he transitioned from college to our uh, set deck coordinator and then into buying. In this episode, we get into some of the projects that he is has been involved in lately uh, for all mankind and... Veep, and um, just lately Perry Mason, and um, he goes back and forth from film to television, and he it really is one of the best, and he has a lot of experience. He does a lot of period films, he or projects, and he does um, he does some good work, and he gets very intricate into what he does so um by the way i must say ethan and i recorded this in early january so if you hear me coughing <laughs> i don't have corona um it's the fact that i actually was getting over a cold in early january so please fear me not i am not sick we are fine um, it was early January when I recorded this, and yes, I was getting over a cold at that time. But, uh, nevertheless, I hope you enjoy. it's for a period I love doing period shows I know but then you get like halfway done or like almost done you're like oh well here's the thing about period is that the excitement wears off after like six <laughs> months <laughs> and you're like can I please just go to Target and buy something right also right. like you've been on Perry Mason for like nine months for eight episodes Ugh. and the problem we ran into is that Every other show in town was suddenly doing the same period. Yeah, that's and so it ends up being, um, you know, you're just fighting for the same Death. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because during prep, you actually have time to go, you know, cast a wide net, mm -hmm. and you can send trucks to Santa Barbara to pick up headboards, and yeah, you're buying so much on Craigslist, and you're going to all the Craigslist is a great, great resource that we have. We have to. I have found so many great little like gems on Craigslist and like, how did that happen that I needed this and it was there mm -hmm. type thing. And Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. And estate sales. I'm bad at Facebook, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And yes, we found estate, stuff sales. At estate sales. But you also have to go out of, you know, you have to go further away to the antique malls that are, you know, hours away yeah. to really score good deals and you only have time to do that in prep because once you're in the middle of the episodes <laughs> you just can't 
you know, unless you can send somebody out to sort of replenish your stock. Yeah. Um, but it becomes really tricky. You had that time. You don't have that time once you start shooting. Exactly. And you're we have running. so many sets. You know, you're just turning over so many sets that you end up using. You feel like you've used all the artwork in town or all the good yeah. coffee tables in town. And, you know, so you have to get creative. You either have to make stuff or reupholster stuff. And that all just takes time that you time. may not have. No. I mean, there were some, there was some times where we couldn't even get drapery made because, you know, all the all the drapery shops in town were too busy. Or Which they, is a or good they thing. just couldn't turn it over fast enough. Here's a little history. So when there was a writer strike in 2009 mm-hmm. and everything shut down for like eight months or six months or something, I don't remember. Um, the ripple effect of that, I believe, that then prop houses shut down. Like not like that year or the maybe the year after, but it had an effect. It had a long term effect that writer strike, and prop houses like twentieth century props or Disney, I mean, other places that have shut down or prop houses had to condense things. I was just saying I don't have the availability anymore. I don't have the option of getting like, hey, I need fifty chairs that are period, mm-hmm. and it's there anymore. It's not there. We don't have that resource anymore. So, like, when you see these gigantic dining rooms full of the same chair, that was a lot. (laughs) That was was really hard to get. (laughs) People don't get that. That the resources just aren't there anymore because keeping a prop house now is expensive. Square footage is expensive. Mm -hmm. And people have condensed and people have shut down. And that it's hard. It's harder than it used to be. And I think our business is also at fault because I just buy it. Mm -hmm. I just Amazon it. I just Etsy. I'm huge on Etsy. Mm -hmm. I love buying artwork on Etsy, like new, uh, you know, giving people opportunity to have their work seen. I love that. Craigslist, you just buy it now because I don't have the time and they don't have the quantity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean. Well, anytime you're having to source, you know, major quantity of anything is tricky difficult yeah. and if and if it's period <laughs> yeah it's even worse you you really just have Premier to props. It. yeah yeah and it's funny well not funny but you know you know where to go mm-hmm. you know that there's probably only three prop houses in town that are really going to do your period oh yeah completely if you're doing a rest a big restaurant there's mm-hmm. like three prop houses mm-hmm. maybe two if you're doing medical yeah. You got like one choice, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like modern day medical, you're doing alpha. Like, but you also find yourself then just standing, you know, in a prop house and looking everything up. Like, oh, what year did this stapler come out? Or what year did right. this typewriter come out? Right. So it becomes very time consuming. I mean, the research involved initially with just the overall look is fascinating. But then when it comes down to specifics, it can be... Um, you just have to stockpile that stuff. You know, you have to know what year you're doing, and you have to you yeah. have to start buying stuff. I love that though. I love doing immediately. Research. Yeah. On my my the most and eBay fun set... eBay is oh, another yeah all the eBaying time. it on for all mankind. We started in 1969 and we finished the season in 1974. And props and set deck were in one office together, and it looked like 
the amount of <laughs> eBay packages we got every day, just between everybody buying, it was like it was like fifty packages a day. I'm not kidding. It looked like people would come into our office and laugh because That's in front of everybody's <laughs> desk, it was just boxes. It was just constant yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And you would have to look at the set list coming up and and just start buying stuff. You know. Yeah. I did this little boy's room. But that's also, just to jump in, that's also a great buyer that can look at a, a set list and be like, oh my mm-hmm. God, we're going to need, need staplers. Yeah. And I don't, because look, I care about the staplers, but I'm not thinking about staplers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great buyer that's going to jump ahead mm-hmm. and think of that. We're going to need that. I got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or what kids' toys were popular in this year. Right. You know? Right. And you <clears throat> just have to buy it. Yeah. But it's a lot of research and it's a lot of time... It's a lot more time spent online. Yes. But I, like, even though I just did a modern day film, I had teenage girls rooms and I was like, okay, well, when they were six, what was the popular Christmas toy that year? Mm-hmm. I'm putting that in their, their bedrooms. Like, yeah. they would keep that or they yeah. would have that Furby or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Like, I love to do the research and to dive into that. And th- I think that's what we get excited about yeah that's what keeps us coming back to these jobs yes exactly because you're creating you know a character yeah but then you can also go down the rabbit hole and it's like oh shit (laughs) i've been looking for these same board games for what three hours now (laughs) and then you go home you go home and you keep looking yeah because you realize oh, wait, I really want to, you know, you just become obsessed with finding. Oh, yeah. Also, finding the right thing, finding something that looks like it was new for the time and that's also not. It's so tricky during period. Really expensive. I don't know why you love doing it. It's so hard. It is hard. It's really hard. But it's fun to immerse yourself in, you know, that time period for a minute and then you just got to get out and do something else. But you went from doing the 60s to like the 30s. You've been in period for like a year, at least, right? Two years. Yeah. And now you're going to do period again. <laughs> 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ethan and I met on the TV show Bones, and then he left me. And then... Um, and I then... didn't leave you, Kim. We did two seasons of Bones together, and then we did two seasons of Parks and Recs together, and probably three pilots in between. No. You left at, like, the end of Parks when I needed someone. You, like, up and left. You left before the show even ended that year. That's on not Parks. true. It is true. It is. But whatever. I digress. Then we worked together. We did Old Soul, which we loved. <laughs> we loved to do that show. That show should have been picked up. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then look that up. It was really cute. <laughs> um, and none of those uh, older actors have died. So that could have gone on all these years. They, they would have never. They could still be working. Um, and then we did, we did Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. pilot. We did Love was the next time we joined up. We did a season of Veep. Yep. And then. And one season of Good Place. And one season of Good Place. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which I gotta say, you were so bored, <laughs> and I was not. I'm not gonna say well, I was bored. Um, I don't watch comedies. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, it's 
it's a great show to be a part of because we had the freedoms to do like wacky stuff and we were really excited to be in into that i would say that oh the crew was amazing yeah the crew, the crew and no no it was awesome it wasn't um what we were used to of doing like 26 sets an episode yeah. it was like five yeah. which we appreciated at the time mm-hmm. i had a wedding to plan you had your family history <laughs> and then i did my family history so we did a we did that season and now uh upcoming we're gonna do the next american crime story the trial the impeachment of william jefferson clinton yes is the official name yes so we're excited about Very that excited. so we're gonna go do period um <laughs> 90s white house mm-hmm. again which i'm super excited about I am. I mean, I mm, I like I liked doing the White House type stuff, and I'm super excited to get to recreate Clinton's Oval. Well, that's an amazing series. Yeah, happy to be oh my God. To attached to that. I love the OJ. I love the Versace. Mm-hmm. I really love the OJ one. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yes. Do you prefer TV or film when you work? Does it I matter? Have no preference. You don't. Do no. you prefer? I would rather do a... network or or oh, I can't cable slash streaming does that matter to you i would rather do streaming than network yeah well but so would i you have a I think freedom everybody would now. <laughs> well uh number one you get paid more yeah number two and you, you have a generally have a higher budget yes um and and your clearance quality. clearance freedom yeah is huge i think yeah so. i would rather do a um you know a worthwhile tv show than yeah. a shitty movie yeah. So I have no, and people always say, "Oh, well, you have more prep in features." That's honestly not true. <laughs> I've been on features no, where we have months true. of prep, and then everything changes a million times over, and you end up getting all the real information the last a day. week before, a week before, you before start when you shooting, scout. So it becomes a TV show. No, I have only done two films, but in that experience, it's exactly the same. It's the same. It really is. Yeah, I think those days are long sets. gone. We're not doing The Godfather anymore. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so do you want to decorate? No. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be the support. You're an awesome support system, <laughs> I must say. So I, I appreciate that. If I had to deal with what you have to deal with, if I had to get calls from the producers or, you know, figure out the budgets before I've even scouted locations, I think I would lose my mind. Mm. Plus, I just like being with the vendors. I like dealing with them. Yeah. We have some great vendors. Amazing. Who really hustle Mm -hmm. and really know that we have a fire. Please help us put it out. Yeah. And they understand that. The vendors are the constant. As much as our jobs change, the vendors are always there for us. It's true. I mean, you sometimes see the vendors more than you see your own crew. Because you're just always out there with them. More especially for you. Yeah. I don't get to go out as much as I used to. No. I like people. Most decorators don't, which is sad. I feel like people, when I walk into a prop house, people think I'm a buyer, which is fine. And I like to tell them that you're the intern. (laughs) (laughs) That you're still learning. This is the, uh, this is There was some girl in here tagging for your show. This is Kim, our set deck PA. She's, uh, And Ethan tells them I'm a PA. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone at some prop house said that to me. Oh, Ethan told us you were his new PA or something. I was like, 
because oh, I say it okay. with a completely straight face. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan also has a uh, fantastic amount of uh, impersonations. <laughs> he does. You are cutting this out. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. I'm just saying that you have a talent to do impersonations that everybody loves. This is not airing in okay. this. Okay. Well, all right. I'm kind of done. Um, what would be your dream project? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I for me, just let you think for a second. My dream project is star like a Star Wars. Uh uh. I don't like that. I'm glad that franchise is over. Did you see the last one? Don't say that. (laughs) I don't want it to be over. I didn't see the last one yet. It's miserable. It's not over. It can't be over. Well, I will not be doing that with you. Okay. (laughs) But I also say that in a sense of I wish I could have done Star Wars Mm -hmm. and not Skywalker's Last Hurrah or whatever this Mm -hmm. is called. I'm talking about something... That was so creative and so ahead of it, not even ahead of its time, but so creative in making a world that is so iconic through generations. That's what I'm talking about. That would be my ideal. And I think something that's space oriented in that world, but making mm-hmm. it a modern, but making it a vernacular of like, oh, they have dusty clothes, right. but it's still space. Yeah. I still think that that's genius, and I would mm-hmm. want to be a part of a project like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying I want to do the next Star Wars. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to get, not gonna get it. Yeah. I mean, for me at this point, it's just about working with good people on a good project. And that project could be anything, really. I mean, it just depends. It's hard to say. Um, yeah. I, I, I start out most projects feeling hopeful and excited. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we, that goes to shit really do. fast. <laughs> but um, this is our office. <laughs> you just have to be. You have to work with with good people, though. You yes. Know? No. I mean, the job. I have of our taken department, many a job because of the yeah the environment mm-hmm. and not the show. Yeah. So yeah. Because that's what is ultimately going to get you through your day without mm-hmm. you feeling like you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> You have to have the support of your department and, you know, you're just all in it together. Because I think there is a thin line of the urgency of such ridiculous things that we deal with and Mm -hmm. the pressure. Like you were saying, like, I needed to get chairs there. It's shooting in an hour. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of pressure that we have because, like I've said, that train has left the station. It's chugging. Yeah. And it's not stopping. So we have you... all had days where we have pounded the steering wheel. Yeah. We have pulled over and yes. and cried. 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 You know, you you just think how what they're asking of me is so ridiculous. It's and not I can't it's believe not I'm going to do it. If you think if the average person can think <coughs> how long it takes them to pick out stuff for their own house, you know, you're not going to go buy everything in one day. And a lot of the time we have to shop in entire sets. In, in one, one day. day. One day. Not only shop them, but you have to show the pictures to the decorator, call the prop houses, confirm them, pay for everything if you're buying it, and then it all has to get picked up. I mean, it really is like... It's incredible. And the you have to really think about what we can get done. you're putting in there, too. Yeah, yes, it it's makes sense. It's not just sending a truck to a store and grabbing 
uh, living rooms. So. Now, and it's not just one prop house. <clears throat> you could go to one prop house and find one sofa and one rug, and then you go to another prop house and find the two <laughs> chairs and the four lamps, and then um, you're going to go to another prop house and do the smalls, yeah. and then you got to go buy the drapery. It's a puzzle. It is and a I've puzzle. Had, I've had many people say to me, I don't know how you can put it all together in your mind. And I said, I think, I don't know how, I don't know how any of us do it. Well, and the lead man can't stand it when you hand them that many pickup envelopes. But, but you know, you, just, you have to say too, it's like, sorry. I'm not sending the truck for one candlestick here. The reason is, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a valid point. Yeah. The manpower and the time that it takes to go pick up that one candlestick, even though it was the perfect candlestick. A lot of times I feel I'm the type of decorator who will let it go. I don't feel that there are uh, more than 50% of decorators who would let that go. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of trucks go to pick up one candlestick. And you know <laughs> what? They're better decorators. I, I think about it all the time. I think like, hey, I'm going to do all of the set out of advanced liquidators. I don't care. My truck's going to one place. We're done. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to do this. Yeah. It shoots first up. I got to do this. Yeah. And guess what? I'm picking everything out online. That prop house is like... I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. And I don't know. A lot of decorators aren't. A lot of decorators got to go sit in a chair and feel the throw blankets. And they're <laughs> right. They're right in doing that. Mm -hmm. And Well, you can only do what time allows. You yeah. know. I always feel like I'm a less of a decorator because I'll, I'll be okay with making other things work than what I really sometimes really wanted. I don't know. I don't know. It's time. Well, and then we never know how they're going to shoot it either. Exactly. You know? I mean, you 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 know, you can dress an entire room and then it's like they two only... talking heads in a doorway. Yeah. <laughs> it's two lollipop heads yeah. and a plant in the back that you mm -hmm. were threw in at the last second. Oh, yeah. There have been plenty of times where I've shopped things that were requested by the decorator, I mean, by the director and still didn't make it into the final cut. How was Homecoming? Did you like that? I mean, I, I know that you uh, liked working on that show, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I liked the podcast, and then I and then um, so I was excited to do the show, and then I I was really happy with the end result. It's a great looking show, and it's lit great, mm. really. I think it stood out uh, for me of how they lit those sets and how that, lighting was a huge the dramatic lighting in lighting that show. was huge on that show. I have yeah. never dealt so much with the lighting department. And we actually had a guy that was, uh, Damon, that was like a lighting, a fixtures coordinator. So I actually, a lot of stuff that I bought, I had to run through him. Oh. And oddly on that show, it was, you know, we... Like a gaffer? Like a... He was sort rigging? of like the fixtures... I don't rigging what... electric? No, it, he, they don't have that position on a lot of shows. Oh, wow. Um... But he sort of, you know, I would run everything by him or he would figure out how to, you know, take it apart to make it, it work. Because some, some of the lighting we bought was LED, which on some shows you're not allowed to do. And some of it was... Yeah. Yeah, some you can't. Although now, it was a thing like two years ago. I feel like now you can do whatever you want. Uh, depends on the department. Oh, I guess yeah. I've been lucky. I feel like two years ago everyone's like, every lamp you get we can't use. And now yeah. it's like no one checks anything. And I'm like, was that LED? Was that bulb? Like, they were like, I don't care. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, it, it's and that's a thing of how cameras change mm-hmm. and the lighting fixtures change and and we deal with that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember on that show we weren't allowed to use the color blue, and it was it took place in Florida, so that was actually really tricky. And on Gone Girl we couldn't use the color red, or we couldn't oh. use most colors. Everything was beige. Hey, did you work with David Smith on Gone Girl? Yeah. Oh, so you were his buyer on Gone Girl. I met David Smith on Gone Girl, I think. Oh, no way. Yeah. Did you go there with him? Didn't he go to Missouri? He went to Missouri. No, yeah. I didn't go to Missouri. You I stopped it here. Mm-hmm. And then David came back from Missouri and worked with us uh, while we did the whole house. Mm. Yeah. But you work a lot with Doug Moat, who you did Three Gone... times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you have repeat decorators. Uh-huh. I coordinated for Doug on uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift for a little while. And then, yeah, shot for him on Gone Girl and then on Homecoming. Gone Girl was beautiful, too. I mean, it shot beautifully. And the lighting's beautiful on that, too. <laughs> um, we had you... a lot of shopping. We had a lot of shopping restrictions on that show. Just color palette-wise and then just the shape of things. like A lot of pairs. So well, everything had to be low and boxy. I remember that. You know, the, the so was that a chairs note and sofas had to be have wide arms. And... Is that a note from the designer or from Fincher? Like, where it does that come Fincher from? It was a Fincher thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, and David and I talked mm-hmm. with this. Have talked about this off the podcast, but just how I feel. Uh, you watch uh, sometimes a David Fincher show, and it's it removes me. <clears throat> the this shot is so symmetrical mm-hmm. especially on like a house of cards or something it removes me from the scene yeah mostly because i'm paying attention to that mm-hmm. but that you're making it so obvious that i don't you made me think it's not real yeah that it's not reality it's a mm-hmm. setup it's yeah I mean, I love House of Cards, White House. Uh-huh. I love how they did that and the lighting, and I love it. But it did take me out of it a lot of this symmetrical mm-hmm. set of it, and the same in Gone Girl. Yeah, we had to do a lot of recovering. I mean, I remember we bought this pair of like green chartreuse chairs from like CB2 because they were the right shape, shape. and then we recovered them in something beige because <laughs> <laughs> it was just beige. When then we beige. made it ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did the same thing, you know, with, with stores here in town. We bought stuff and then we recovered it. Can I ask you about the Happy Time Murders? Ugh. Come on. It had <laughs> to be fun working with puppets. Well, that's one of those jobs that you... You got the call for it and you were like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm working with puppets. I had heard about that, jo- that job. That job had been floating around that movie oh, for yeah. like years. Yes. And I had heard about it about five years before. So I almost watched it the other night. It's not. It's unwatchable. <laughs> I was going to watch it just so I would talk about it with you, but I have not watched it, so I don't know. But... It didn't, it it's didn't, just it didn't, too bad. It didn't you know? do well, but I love dark humor. Mm-hmm. I I think I would probably really like it. I just haven't had an That's opportunity. That's just one to of see. those projects <laughs> that you and we've all done it. You just take a chance. You think, oh, yeah. this is interesting. Oh yeah, it's Melissa McCarthy, and Maya Rudolph, dirty puppets, Elizabeth Banks, and puppets. You know, it was a rated. Did she R direct it? Puppet movie? No, it was. Uh, oh. uh, 
Brian Henson, Jim Henson's oh, son. Oh, what? Yeah, so you think, how could this go wrong? And it just went... <laughs> you know, so wrong. making it, was, it... It was like the worst movie of the year or something. It's a sin. It wasn't good. It was not good. What do you think, but as a critic of like... The process of making it was interesting. I mean, I, I've never done anything like it. It's So you talk about like how furniture and scale and everything that you had to shop. Well, we had to buy everything. Wow. You just have to buy it all because the sets are four feet, built four feet above the ground to accommodate the puppeteers. And then all of the sets have removable, removable floors. So, which takes a while to get used to. I remember our first day, one of the wardrobe gals Took came running up the stairs and fell right through the floor and broke her leg. <laughs> <laughs> because, and it happened constantly. Well, didn't Melissa McCarthy fall? Well, people were tripping, you know, because once they start shooting, or you dress the set, and then they have to move the floors. And so you have to push everything to the side. And sometimes there was only, I mean, it felt like, I don't know, six inches of... Um, I can't really, I can't really imagine this. I don't know. I, I don't know what you mean. You had to remove the floors. I don't know what you mean. The floors on every single set, which are four feet above the ground, are removable. Because the puppeteers have to... I'm thinking of Sesame Street. <laughs> the puppeteers have to stand there under the puppets and move the puppets around the space. So, you know... But how do you have a floor when a human is this tall? Like, how does that work? What do you mean? Is the human that is the human up on the platform, or are they on like? The They're ground? on the ground. They're on the ground under the puppets, <coughs> and the puppet has to has, has to be free to move around the space. So, you know, it's shot. Um, I can't even. It's shot from the puppet's perspective. <laughs> and then there are higher angles where you see the floor. It was a very weird process. Well, I know I talked to. Don Deers once and he was telling me about the Muppets. They uh -huh. redid the Muppets with Denise Pizzini and about how he had to buy all the furniture and he talked about flooring and he talked about the challenge of like the scale of mm -hmm. everything and making it like puppet scale. And I was like, that's we, awesome. We didn't have to make stuff puppet scale. I mean, the whole idea of Happy Time Murders was that the puppets were sort of in, you know, they're in the they're they're in the they're habitating they're in the regular world. yeah uh, exactly yeah, yeah so uh but you do have to cut a hole in everything you buy for the puppet for the puppeteer to be able to rig <laughs> so you know every chair and sometimes they wanted multiples and um it's just yeah it's tricky how long was that shoot did it remember. take longer than a regular movie or no no uh i don't think so i don't think it took longer um, you know, but everything was, was built for the most part. I mean, we had a couple locations, but not, you know, not a lot. That's what you left me for. Secret in their eyes. That's what I, now I'm looking at your resume. Another you left block. parks to do secret <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> I had to get that out there. That's what he left me for. Um, happy time murders. You know, what's, uh, running right now is for all mankind. <clears throat> Did you have a good time on that? I loved that. <laughs> yeah. Because it was show. period. It was period. It was a great crew. And it was, um, you know, it was exciting. They put a lot of money into it. And we got to build a lot of really cool sets. Do you think we're uh, slaves to them putting money into it at this point, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I know. 
Well, when you're on a show and you're like, you know, and they, they want to build everything on that, that crew wanted to build everything on stage. You know, it was, if there, if we had a swing set and there was another inch of available space on a sound stage, they would build it. So did you have to source, um, the spaceship type stuff or was no. that the art director that was, we had another buyer, John Bradley, who was amazing, amazing. I don't know how he did it. He shopped all the spacecraft stuff, and he worked with um, he worked with one of our art directors who was also specifically assigned Just to the spacecraft. For spacecrafts, yeah. And the two who was also genius, and the two of them together. Who um, was it? Uh, I'd like to know name... a name of a genius art director. Besides, <laughs> besides Adam Rouse, do you want me to look it up? No, I can look it up. That's right here. We had a lot of crew on that. Kim, it's been a long time since that show already. It was like six months ago, bro. I know, but I can't remember. You're nuts. Wait, focus. His name was Eric. Um, but they figured out what they needed for that spacecraft, and they would, um, for all of the space stuff, all of the moon stuff. Um, Eric Osuski? Yeah. Osuski? Yep. Eric Osuski is the art director that did the spaceships. Mm-hmm. I always say I Diana's... Mean, I, texted, I, text... I always say Diana's name, last name was Freeze. Freeze. Freeze, yeah. okay. Diana Freeze. I mean, I texted John when I was watching the episodes and the ones that were really heavy in space, and I just said, I can't. They look amazing. <laughs> they look amazing. I don't know how we I haven't it. seen it. We're, I have this Apple... Uh-huh membership free thing that i'm like saving up to use because i want to get all of the morning show and i think they're only doing it they're only releasing week by week is that right about that yeah they yeah. released the first three episodes and then they released it every is week, it all in a week oh, okay well so now you can watch it all okay so that's what i want i want to watch mm-hmm. it all cause... but they're long i mean i don't know that you can binge watch it some episodes i, I think that show gets better as it progresses and there were certainly some episodes I liked a lot better than others. I'm ex- I love Steve Carell. I feel like I'll watch him do anything. Oh, I'm talking about For All Mankind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, watch the morning show. Oh. Uh, For All Mankind. No, I want to binge that too. <laughs> I well, do. it's hard to binge, but it's hard to it's hard to binge because they're more than an hour long. Is that what you just said? Uh, yeah, and I mean, and it's you know, there's there's some episodes are really heavy. I mean, you have to sort of like. Think about it after. I don't know. I do. I don't binge shows like you do, though. <laughs> well, I have to binge while I have time. Oh, well. I got to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's t-shirt time, bro. <laughs> I got to get it in. Um, so let's talk about the newsroom, because I love that show. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of that show, and I'm jealous that you got to work on it, actually. I loved doing that. Yeah. It's such a good show all around and i know that a lot of it was just in that newsroom yeah but really they went out a lot they had a lot of extra sets at jane fonda Ugh. Mm-hmm. they were out on that balcony like the little things pop in my head the apartments and yeah um well when we did the pilot and it was a long pilot it was like i don't know four months but for the we, pilot yeah but we knew that it had been it had already been picked up so we were doing the perm sets. What was HBO? Wasn't it just picked up for 12 or something? Uh, it was picked up, but they weren't shooting the whole, you know, they weren't going to shoot the whole first season. And when we were working on it, it was actually called 
more as the story develops. No. Oh. So that was our running title, and and I, you know, until it actually aired, I didn't know it was going to be called the newsroom. But um, yeah, so we set that whole thing up, the whole newsroom up. Every, um, but I feel like they shot every inch of that, and every single cubicle was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a two-floor set. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was glass, and you saw into every other Mm. room. There was no hiding any other sets. It was all there. Well, the big thing about... Who who designed that? uh, That was Richard Hoover and Sandy Struth decorated. It was fantastic. Yeah. And then you worked with Sandy again on Criminal Minds. I've worked with Sandy a bunch. Yeah. I've worked with Sandy on Life originally, and... We did she the really Sons of a... Anarchy pilot. Um, yeah, she's a fantastic decorator for depth of, uh, like, depth of the sets. Yeah, I feel like she's really good at that. She is, and yeah. great at layering and yes, and just finding the really interesting odd pieces too. But the newsroom, you know, they had this, they had designed somewhere. We got a drawing of those desks that they wanted to use. They wanted to. Oh, all of they the wanted little these like pod cubicle, desks, yeah, right. So you didn't rent them sit. from Mark and Atlantis. <laughs> well, he ended up being very involved in that. Oh, he should, yeah. So for he's, a game, he's the only game in town, basically. But that was the main thing that was yeah. going to make that set, right? Oh, absolutely. So we had a drawing of it or something, and um, we were. I remember we started looking, and for like two weeks we were looking for those freaking desks and construction. You know, was convinced they were going to have to build them, and Ooh, I kept, we kept <laughs> we kept looking and looking. And I remember one day I came across this image on this website of what it looked like they were describing. It was a pod, and I called this. Was it the same thing we used on Love? We did use them on Love, <laughs> but they were they were the ones that we had made for the newsroom. Oh my god. It was so I found this image on Crest Office Furniture website, right? Yeah. Which I yeah. hadn't shopped from. I a love lot. Crest. And I called I called them and the guy the salesman was such a dick and he said, Oh, you're not gonna you know, I explained what I was doing. I said, We uh, we have this limited time frame. Oh, you'll never get them. You, you can't. It, it's it's a company there in there in Canada. It 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 takes months. And that was kind of it. So I called Mark at Advanced Liquidators, and I said, Mark, you have to help me. There's this company, Playco, Taco, I don't know. They're in Canada. I'm told it can't be done. And Mark said, oh, well, actually, uh, the sales rep, Joanna, from Taco is actually in town, and she's leaving tomorrow. He goes, oh my you, God. he goes, so why don't you, why don't I set up a meeting? I said, I need to, I need to talk to her tomorrow Drinks before she goes. and Mastro's ASAP. Yeah. So I literally, the next day, ran up to Advanced Liquidators. I met with this woman, Joanna. She had all, all of her samples with her of oh laminates. Gosh. And, and for the partitions score. that were on those desks, you know, she had different sort of glass that the you could choose. And, yeah. yeah. And so, and she said she could make it happen. So I ran back to the office with the samples. We picked stuff right away, emailed her our options, and then it was like, you know, a month of just no sleep waiting for that order. Oh, yeah. I think it was nine or ten desks that they custom made for us, you know, to our specifications, and then shipped them from Canada. And it was just a wait. Isn't that crazy that that worked out? It is crazy that it worked out. But that's just one of those incidences where 
you know, the vendors come through in such a major way. Oh my gosh, yes. And, um, and there was a big contract, you know, we had to keep going back and forth because Mark wanted to keep the desks once the show was over, which was great because we ended up using them on another show, but... But that's the thing too, which is great for our industry, mm-hmm. is that, like I said, was the was that the desk we use on love? I have no idea. Yeah. Like the vendors are smart, and they're like, oh my gosh, if one show really, really wants this, I bet another show will too. Mm-hmm. And then that one of the deals that they will make is you just I'll buy it, mm-hmm. and you rent it for me, and then I have it at the end. It's yeah. very smart. Yeah. It's very smart to do because then we all get to enjoy those desks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then when we use them on love in the radio station, by the way, every time we went to that radio station, advanced liquidators had to come and install those desks. Yeah, because those desks are really tricky. They're really tricky, <laughs> and it wasn't worth the time of yeah. our set dressers. Yeah, to put into putting those desks together those because desks it's like a, a three, it's like a three desk pod yeah. type thing. And it was intricate and a lot of probably Allen keys it involved. It was a lot. Yeah. Even on the newsroom, there was a box of parts that went missing and we had to reorder them. <sighs> um, but yeah, it all gets done. But, you know, it was down to the wire. We got those desks at the last minute. And I remember we were dressing, finishing that set. We had to work over the weekend to finish it and just to personalize all the spaces. Yeah. And, um, but I remember sitting there with Sandy and the crew once we were done at the end of like a Saturday and we had been worked our asses off and we were just so, you know, proud of yeah the way the set looked. You sit looked. back and you look at your set and you're so proud. And, yeah. And you yeah. have so much hope for the project. And that's why I love, I don't love every pilot, but I do like doing first season shows because you really are setting up the yes. look. Yes. And um, I don't actually, I don't really care about the pilot. I care about the first season. Yeah. I've learned that, yeah, the pilot, you get to establish some sort of look, but not really. A lot of times you get to really, it's the second episode that mm-hmm. really carries it through. Yeah. And it's. And it, once it's, it's picked it's, up, they want to change things. Yeah. If, if yeah. They didn't shoot it right the first time, but um, it's, yeah. But there's definitely, which I've shared with you, the moments of looking at a set and being like, good job, Kimbers. Good <laughs> job, Eepers. Like, it's it's a job well done. And if no one else is saying it, we're saying it to each other and we mean it. Yeah. It's, we know each other. We know how, how hard we, each of us works. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes those are the best moments and not actually when it airs. Mm-hmm. Because when it airs, it's only for three seconds. Yeah. It's three seconds we have to for take, a while. We have to take our pictures and we have to stand in the set <laughs> for ourselves. Because <laughs> some people, you know, you'll never notice the details that we notice. No. And you may never even see them. But that's great. Yeah. But we. But when you're moving know. so fast and doing things and, and trying to pull it all together so quickly, when it does come together and you're finally done, it does make it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Because we work really long hours. Yeah. And you're really good at it. You're a really good buyer. You're really good into details. You care. <laughs> you stress. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you won't just take no for an answer. And you're 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 absolutely uh, an amazing friend and I always cherish working with you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm so Likewise. glad that I get to work with you again. I'm very happy. <laughs> Don't 
leave me. Again. <laughs> I'm not going to leave. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. For giving me an hour and a half yeah, of your life. Of course. <laughs> uh, thanks. Absolutely. Okay. So you heard him, right? He said he's not going to leave me. <laughs> um, I have that on tape. I am going to hold him to it. Uh, the weird thing is, I have no idea right now when we are going to start back up. Or if this project is even going to come through. Because in my mind, you know, actors book up and I have no idea. Like, say Clive Owen's got something else after this and he can't fit in American Crime Story now. Like, where does that leave this show? And I am sure many other shows are in this position of actor availability and I don't know. So, I don't know what we're going back to. I have no idea how long we will be down for this sort of stay at home. We're in week two. And it could go so far as 12, which, look, that's a lot. But whatever has to be done has to be done. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a license to be a couch potato, and I like it. I'm okay with taking 12 weeks of my life and playing with my kids and uh, watching TV. But I'm a, a dork. A TV dork and it's like heaven to me other people probably torture but I like it which is why I have started uh, not only blogging more I started blogging the A to Z of Oscar nominated films that were nominated for production design right now I'm on letter E so far I have done all the president's men Batman color purple and dark knight e e not gonna lie i did uh empire strikes back because i could have done empire of the sun but i've seen that a million times and we all know how great that looks but if you really look in depth of uh empire strikes back there's a lot to get into there i never realized looking at it uh the first dozen times I've watched it but as of now like all the walls are made of snow like how do you design that it's crazy um so I'm, I'm working my way through that these are nominated and winning films from 1960 through present day I have also started a uh, bracket since we don't get any March Madness this year started the bracket of first the past 10 years best production design some nominated winning films um and that went down and the great gatsby won it all came down to uh great gatsby i mean i'm not i, I voted for it i didn't think it was gonna win and now we're in the bracket of the 2000s, which I think the top four I should look up right now. I believe it's like Harry Potter versus Avatar. I mean, this is hard. This is hard. I had one person, Adam Rao, uh, text me and say, how do I get Amelie back in the running? I get you, bro. I get it. I can't believe 
it didn't make it to the second round, but more people should have voted. So if you're out there, vote. I've been blogging and tweeting and Instagramming the links for you to vote. So I hope uh, you get a chance to do that because it's fun. So I've got basically uh, four more weeks of that because next week will be the 90s and then the 80s and the 70s, 60s. And then we're going to do a runoff of the top, what is that, six films of whatever won each decade and what will be the best production design film voted. I think that's kind of exciting. I think I came up with something a little exciting here. Um, And I'm really excited to see what people are voting for. I like it. So uh, thank you for voting. So again, I'm tweeting, Instagramming. It's on the uh, Facebook page. You can just link to that and vote every single day. uh, It's out there each round. So if you're bored, get to it. Did I talk about how great Ethan was? He was so thankful for Ethan for doing this for me and getting into specific projects that he's done the period pieces and where he likes to shop and I'm so glad we get to talk about some of the prop houses that we use because our vendors are everything to us our little world people need to jump now it's not next week I can't get that sofa in eight weeks that's a joke I need it I need it in like three days and I need it like custom and these vendors help us get things done I can't uh, express that enough we're all going through this and I hope everyone is okay I hope everyone is healthy and I hope everyone is safe so I hope you got an earful <laughs> how about that uh, take care I'm your host for Decorating Pages. Decorating Pages is sponsored by Stogie Floaty. Float them if you got them. Purchase now at stogiefloaty.com.